right, Art. All right, all right, all right. Enough, 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 enough. Sit down. Let's talk about the money game generically. I rephrase to it. Finances. Not in the boring budget. You notice I don't talk about budgeting. I don't, I don't give a fuck about a budget. If you're super broke, if you're not earning, you need a budget. Without a doubt. Meaning, you got to know where your money's going. Um, rather than do a budget. And I'm not poo-pooing budget. If budgets work for you, do a budget. But for me, rather than do a budget, um, I just try to make more money than I need and just buy some logical shit. Right? And so we have a rule in my house. Anything under $500, you don't really need to let me know you're buying it. At the time you're buying it, meaning just, you know, let me know later. If it's more than $500, I need you to call me. Just make sure the money's in there. So what does that mean? It means you can't just throw it on a credit card. Like we have fucking, we have rules. And we have to operate within this. Because the compound, everybody under my protection, have to operate and live within these rules, these guidelines, and these principles are set up to protect me. Then not only when I say me, I mean we as in us, everyone that's under my guard. And I talk about this idea of the king and the kingdom and the queen because the metaphor to me really hits home. If you've ever watched shows like Vikings or, <clears throat> you know, maybe you get off into the walking dead kind of, you know, that's a different genre, but this idea of heavy is the head that wears the crown. Meaning the king, any king, go throughout history, go to the Roman kings, go to all the different kings. There's a difference between an, a weak, unpopular king and Caesar, right? There's a difference. King Richard, well, I don't want to bore you with my ridiculous, silly, I know so much about just non, just dumb things. Often my family will tease me because no matter what someone brings up, I'll throw in my two cents because I know a little bit about everything. My dad said, I, I know a little bit about everything and I'm good at nothing. <laughs> Our master of none, jack of all trades. He refers to me in, you know, not insulting way, but he refers to me as a renaissance man. And I seem to know a little bit about everything, but I never seem to master or focus on any one thing. And, and it's kind of the polarity of nature of, of, of my life and life. Everything's never been just single. Uh, uh, I'm going to do this. I'm a lawyer. That's what I do. That's it. Or I'm a physician. Or I drive a school bus and that's it. I just drive this bus. That's what I do five days a week. That's never been me. Since the time I was a little kid. My brain just didn't work that way. I would just be looking at things. I'm like, wow, you could buy these for 14 or 48 there. It seems like a guy could sell them. Or I'd buy some stuff and sell it. At like 14 years old, I freaked my mom out. I'd run ads in magazines trying to sell something. Even in the army, I would always look for ways and opportunities. And if people were doing something that was making money, I'd say, hey, can I get in? I'm not talking about illegal shit here. 
talking about legal things. <laughs> now, maybe some of it in the army was illegal. Uh, it was it was harmless though. Like uh, we used to run uh, football pools and uh, parlay cards and you know take line bets and it was just something I did to make money and I would just keep the group small. Um, it was just always doing something, trying to make money. I never identified myself by what I did for a living. Just the fact that I got up and lived. Like I needed to do something. I didn't go to college. I'm not exceptionally book smart. Um, you know, I'm not a scientific type person. I'm not overly good at math, except with inside the decimal system. Thank God the money game is like one to 10. The money game is one to 10. A dollar, $10, $100, $1,000, $10,000, $100,000, $1 a million, 10 million, 20, like, that's simple. As long as we're rounding up, then nothing bounces, right? And so the money game, the thing about the money game is it's been played out for years and years and years and years throughout all of decades. The basic blueprint is the same. We're doing it now. The difference is now the accessibility, the ease in which one can get involved in, in an industry, a sector, a business, or choose a career and just go for it is wide open in the world we live in. I'm not saying there's not obstacles. I'm not saying shit doesn't get hard. I'm not saying some people have a bad luck. I'm not saying that some people are actually living in hell right now. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just talking about from the big picture. What is it? Pillar number seven. Big picture. Big picture. Things are easier. If I was to be honest, I make less money now than I did in 2009. But I'm at a different place in life. So in 2008, I'm 38 years old. At 38, I'm 49 now. So this is a decade ago. I'm a different person today than I was then. You're 38. I promise you at 49, you'll be different. Hopefully better. Because here's what I began to do at that age, 39, or shit, I'd already started. I got called to the money game, called to the money game. When I say called, I mean obsessed. obsessed. I think one of the coolest things that you could possibly do on planet earth is own 1000 shares of a company like Anling Capital, AG&C. Not, that's not Anling Capital. Anling Capital is NYL, dummy. AG&C. This is a mortgage REIT, been in business over a decade. They take money and loan money. So when people come to me and go, hey, man, what do you think about peer-to-peer -peer lending? Okay, that's a marketplace. You could take some money, get it in that game. You're going to collect 6%. You got 100 grand in that game. You're collecting $6,000 a year. Inside of the money game that I play, I collect about 100, just at $150,000. In cash flow, in the form of yield, in the form of interest payments, in the form of coupon payments, in the form of dividend payments, in the form of royalties, in the form of rent collection, in the form on K1s and on 1099s. Where I've taken money and put it into this idea of the money game, put it to work. Not a this or that situation. People say, Gerald, should I have a Roth or should I do a regular brokerage account? Yes. Meaning the game that we're playing is for life. You do both. You don't necessarily have to fund both now, but you have an IRA. 
If you just put a hundred bucks in it, like, could you do that for me? Like, like, don't be stupid. If you're listening to this right now and you don't have an IRA, you are being stupid. Now, you say, well, I have a Roth. Same thing. Work with me here. You say, I have a 401k. Same thing. Work with me. Big picture. Principles. That's what I'm talking about. Don't get caught in the weeds. It's fractal system. One, ten, a hundred, a thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand, a million. Round up and there's no bounces, right? And so we're playing big picture game. We're not getting caught in the weeds where you get caught up in the in, in, in all the technicalities that nothing ever executes. And so you've saved up 10 grand. Go fucking invest it. And then go get another 10 grand. Like, what's the conversation? And you start that at 38. Now you're my age at 49 and you've done that 20, 30 times. Guess what happens at 49? Lots of money comes to you. But you can start that game at 16, 19. And so there's no reason, there's zero excuse for a competent 25-year-old. If you're on your own, you're your own man, you're building your own kingdom. Let's just pretend you just inherited one. And guess what the inheritance was? Fucking zero. You are going to build this kingdom. Some of us are luckier. Some of us inherit. Some of us get kingdoms handed to us. And now we got to learn how to manage it. And you're sitting on $250,000. Never been an investor. Don't know shit. You're given an edge. I started in this game with zero. My dad gave me $700, shook my hand, and put me on a fucking bus to the army. I've never been to college. I don't have a certificate. I'm not certified to do anything. The most I ever made at a job was $12.50. I sold shit. I've sold shit my whole life. All different kinds of shit. I don't care if it's hot dogs, napkins, or books. I'm always selling something on the side. Always. And people say, well, what should I sell? I don't know. I can't answer that kind of question for you. I don't know what you should do for a living. I don't know how you should make your money. I don't know. I don't know how many side hustles or businesses you can handle. I don't know how many hours you actually work. I don't know. You know that. You have that conversation with you. Here's what I know. 14, 12 to 14 hours of my day is spent on this game right here. But it's not work. I love that shit. It's not work to watch some mortgage REITs. The work is getting the money to put in the mortgage REITs. That's where the work is done. The beautiful thing about the money game is once you have money in the money game in any form, peer-to-peer -peer lending, storage facilities, real estate, dividend stocks, funds, I don't care what it is. Once you have money to the tune of excess of six figures, guess what happens? You make money. You're in the money game. You have a money business. And anyone can have a money business. Doesn't matter age, race, or financial situation. Anyone in America can play inside of this idea of the money game. It's completely fractal. And you understand when I say fractal? I'm the only one using this concept. I'm the only one using the concept of the wealth game is fractal. I haven't heard anybody else say this. I'm going to patent that shit. I guess it'd be copyright. Patents on a product, right? An item. 
phrase would be a copyright. I got lawyers that listen to me. They should help me with that. But inside the money game, it doesn't matter what you do for a living, whether you are a lawyer or a physician or a doctor or a bus driver, or work at Kmart or on welfare or sell crack. Some people like when I use that illustration. Because <laughs> not everybody's doing legal shit. There's people that listen to me that are criminals. And that's okay too, man. I'm not mad at you. I'm not passing judgment. I don't care how you make your money. I myself live by code that I don't steal from people. That doesn't mean I won't sell you shit. Science of getting rich has a code. It says give people more news value than you ask for in monetary value. And that's what I try to do. The best of my ability. And the moment someone thinks that doesn't happen, then stop doing business with me. Give me the book back. I'll give you a refund. Whatever. And so I began to teach on this idea of the money game, of this idea inside the money flow, inside this idea of get your get the buckets right. My first book was called You Don't Have to Die Broke, and I would teach people. Anybody listen? And about seven, sixteen to 17,000 people have gotten that book and listened. That's so tiny. I'm nobody, dude. I'm just a dude at his house who just started talking. And I got on this idea of the money game, of investing, of working the eighth day, of holding these thoughts and formless substance from the book, The Science of Getting Rich, looking for opportunities, just waking up every day with this idea that I needed to get a little bit richer. That I was the king of my own kingdom. You're the queen. And you get up, you get a choice tomorrow. When you wake up, you get to decide to build it or fuck it off. Your decision. Excuse my French. I curse a lot. I don't make any exceptions about it. I went to the army after high school. We all cursed. You get in wars, a lot of cursing. I don't know exactly how much wartime I have. I have a lot of time in war zones. In actual combat days, probably. 20 days, maybe. It's not that long. Long enough. <laughs> I was there. I responded, shot back. I did what was asked. Not a coward, even though it's a scary thing. Investing is a scary thing too. Most of the hardest things to do in life are scary. Like they're not easy. They, they don't just hand the shit to you on the silver platter. You have to fucking push. And I talk about this idea in some of the previous recordings. If you have a mind to listen, go back. But this idea of the push, this shit is hard. It's, it's you know, have, it's, it's heavy. And so I collect a dividend from one of the stocks that I own, right? I collect a dividend and I get to decide what to do with that money. So they send me $300. It's my $300. What do I do with it? And all of a sudden you have 60 companies. This one sends you 50. This one sends you 200. This one sends you 80. You've owned this one for 20 years. They're sending you 600. And all through this process, you're continuing to look for more assets. And I began to formulate a strategy. And I began to realize, holy shit, you can look at these things on a computer. Just like you could go into the marketplace and go and go to like Dollar General and see, well, what is the price of a thing? You could go over here and say, what is the price here? There's an arbitrage. There's a middle. I could get in this. And I don't have to be licensed or certified. I realized that happened every day in the stock market. And I was blown away. See, I've always liked to play backgammon, chess, Monopoly. Any sort of game where I thought I could play and get an edge. And so I'm, I'm kind of prone to, 
gambling. So I have to monitor this because I'm the kind of guy I'll just gamble myself to death. Oh, there's a game we can play where I can make money with money? No labor? Just money. I'm in that game. I've been called to it. And certain things and certain principles begin to shape my life. And I formulated, none of this is proprietary, been any of this, except maybe the concept of things being fractal. I think the only guy talking about that. And so I put together a code for myself. And this code was called the 10 pillars of success. And pillar number one was how you think is everything. And pillar number 10 is take full responsibility. And I realized this is the fucking secret to building empires. Because if a man lives and holds himself to a code, and he does it every day, <laughs> equals results. Promise you. If you go to the gym five days a week with a logical thing, with good exercise, you come out, you sleep, and you eat the best you can. I'm not saying crazy. You eat okay. But you do this shit day after day after day, five on, two off, five on, two off, five on, two off, and you go year after year. You tell me. Even if the workout isn't the best, even if you're not doing the perfect one or the perfect reps or the whatever, it's not the best, but you do that shit year after year after year. You tell me. What happens? Does that 40-year-old look different than the fucker who does nothing for 10 years? You tell me. Yeah. Point being, even the guy that invests in a 401k that's not that good. Let's say it's not that good. Got high fees, sucks. It's only getting 6 to 7%. Do that shit for a decade. You're still better off than the guy who did nothing. <laughs> so even inside of the idea of playing in the money game, it's fractal. Meaning you could participate at 1, 10, 100, 1,000, 10,000, 100,000, or a million. And now I'm trying to figure out how do I get to 10. Because I don't like the odd fucking number of 3. What's 3 million? It's not shit. It's what I've discovered. Why is 3 million invested nothing? Because I'm on a bigger path. Kingdom to run. I'm the king of this shit. And one day someone's going to inherit it. I'm going to lay down this crown. And I'm done. 49. And, and I've done nothing but study this game. I don't need a financial advisor. Don't need him. There is not shit that guy can do for me. Why? Because I know his job. When he was in high school, I was learning that shit. And learning it and learning it and learning it. And reading on diversification. And reading on putting all your eggs in one basket and watching the eggs. And reading on growth stocks, momentum stocks. Or what are those? Are they the same or are they different? And earnings, price to earnings ratios and dividend yields. And what is the CFO and what is the CEO? And just all these basic ideas and these concepts. And I'm just, it's one of the 10 pillars, one of the 10 principles that I live under. Keep learning. And so while I'm sitting at my desk not doing shit, I put on a YouTube video. And I just randomly put in financial terms. And I just listen. And I'm like, oh, I know everything this guy's saying. Next. And I put in time. Self-education. And so I would not go to you and say, should I? This is just me. This is my personality. I would go, hmm, Roth or regular IRA? And I would go research it. I wouldn't ask anyone anything. And only after I had come to a conclusion would I bump that idea up to someone else. Why? What's it? Do you not process over outcome? 
I found the answer through my own research. The king that has the wisdom keeps the kingdom. It's okay to outsource shit. I'm not saying you can't have financial advisors. It's not what I'm saying at all. But know what he knows. And they've tricked you into this idea that you can't know what he knows. Too impossible for you. You should do other things. It's ridiculous. I know 50-year-olds that paint, play piano, work with wood, or all kinds of shit. You're telling me they can't learn some money terms? Come on, man. It's what you choose to put your mind on. Financial freedom goes to those people who have assets that produce cash flow, period. That's what financial freedom comes from. Financial freedom comes and goes to people who have assets that produce income, period. That's financial freedom. You own shit, gives you money. You don't have to do anything. You're free. Doesn't mean you don't work anymore. It means you're free to do whatever it is you feel like doing. Work this job, work that job, don't work a job, whatever. You're financially free. How do you get that way? You think you're going to get there accidentally? You think fucking human resources is going to set that up for you? Really? Is that what you I mean? You really buy into that? That's what Caesar did? Hmm, I know. I'll just let these guys handle it. Then you're fucking stabbed to death. Why? Because your ear's not to that. You don't know what they're doing. You don't understand taxes. And so you're getting fucked every year. And then 20 years later, you're a victim. And that's people who didn't run the kingdom. And that happens all the time. Kingdoms are taken down left and right. You're about to see the kingdom of Iran topple. They got guys shooting down fucking airplanes. How is that even humanly possible? I served in the army seven years. That is not possible. Where one guy at a desk shoots down a passenger airline with a missile. It's not possible. And if that did happen, it speaks to the ill illness inside the army of Iran. It's incompetence that I can't even comprehend. Zero checks and balances. No leadership. Why do you think their fucking general was killed? They had to send one of the highest ranking men onto the ground to do the operation because the people on the ground couldn't manage the operation. You think in America we're going to send General Schwarzkopf to the front fucking line? Oh, you should, here, General, you should go bomb this building. Speaks to the incompetence of the level. So he can't tell the guy who tells the guy who tells the guy who tells the guy that then they execute on it and it happens. Because they're not disciplined. They don't live by the same code that the U.S. Army would where the lowliest of fucking privates could take an order from a general and execute it as planned. But the general can't do that if he doesn't see and know the battlefield. How many divisions do I have? Where are they at? What kind of division is this? Artillery? Infantry, engineers, where are my supply? Where are the maintenance? I need to see the big picture of the battlefield. That's what generals do. He doesn't get reports and go, oh, I didn't know we had our planes over there. Oh, I didn't know you had me in those stocks. Oh, I didn't know what they did. I didn't know what the fruit of my fucking labor, my money, the most important thing to me, the thing that I spend... Five days a week earning and I've given to this person who I don't know 
to produce what I don't know, and I can't explain it to you, and that system sounds okay. That sounds like a blueprint or a path to becoming a millionaire. No. It can. And you can limp along at that. And over given enough time, this is the beauty of the market. Given enough time, it rewards everyone. Even dumb people. The science of getting rich says you don't have to be smart to get rich. You can be smart or dumb, ugly, pretty, fat, tall, short. It doesn't matter. It's about doing things in a certain way, holding those things in form of substance and doing them consistently over a period of time. And that's the blueprint to building wealth. No matter how you get the money, or what you do for a living, what I'm talking about is a code in which you live by, integrity, pillars of success, I call them, that I hold myself to. Maybe you don't need pillars of success. Maybe you got it all figured out, but I do. And then to take that hard earned money and to put it into different asset classes at different times based on the opportunities given to me by the universe or the marketplace. Yes, 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 yes. Hey guys, Joe Peters. Thanks for listening to The Science of Getting Rich. That's the first part of a speech that just gave um, as we go down this 5,000-year-old blueprint, this idea of building wealth. And um, my analogy is with king and kingdom and, and war. Um, <clears throat> I encourage you to go back. If you go back in my archive, there's, some, there's a little series I did on some things called the Alpha Code. From time to time, you'll notice I change up the tone, the way I'm talking, the message, the path, what it is. You know, I'm Maybe sometimes I'm talking about this type of finance or this type. You know, this is just a, I'm trying to big picture it here. Um, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> I do a lot of things for a living and I'm just trying to share some of those things to help get you guys that are trying to play this money game. This idea of the science of getting rich, which is the money game, starts in the mind first. God bless. <laughs>